Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello guys and welcome to My Dad Wrote a Porn of the Footnotes. Now this week we're going pretty highbrow because we have award-winning journalist, author, documentary filmmaker, screenwriter and podcaster John Ronson. Hello. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you here. It's so nice to be here. Thank you. I, I feel like you you, you guys and I are we're the two porn podcasts. Exactly. Yeah. The premier porn podcast. <laughs> yes. We're in, a, we're in a niche, I think. We are. But maybe we're going to start a wave. Right. It's, it's us and then the R. Odd, like guy who just does a podcast about how much he loves porn. Yeah, yeah, and that's valid too. Ah, uh, yeah, but yeah. So I do feel like this is the first time we've met, but I feel like we're intertwined in a way. You guys have done, you know, insanely well, and and I'm a little bit of a sort of um, Johnny Come Lately when it comes to porn <laughs> podcasting. Um, we're the old pros, don't worry. Yeah, when I listen to yours, it's like it's 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 really complicated stuff about interpersonal relationships happening in like factories and in photocopying rooms, and I'm sort of. Trying to concentrate, but I'm drifting a little bit, and then suddenly they're <laughs> fucking. <laughs> like, every time that happens, I really laugh. Um, There's quite a lot of like institutional <laughs> setting up, isn't there? The yeah. sort of infrastructure of a place, the, maybe the the hierarchy and the staffing structure, and then no, yeah, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> But he uses that word all the time. It's, I, oh, I, it's I just, disgusting. Yeah, it's really disgusting. So, yeah, exactly. Um, I love the fact that it's so parochial. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, and obviously that's part. You know, that's a very big part of the charm of it that it's so British. And and mm. there's no. Although he's, he's Northern Irish, right? Northern Irish. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that sort of generic yeah. thing. UK-ish. UK-ish, yeah. <laughs> um, whereas, of course, you know, there's sort of embarrassments and the weird little cultural oddnesses that, that make mm. sexual stuff so, so less sexual. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, your podcast, The Butterfly Effect, um, tackles porn, but shall we say from a very different angle to ours? Yes. <laughs> um, so it's a, it's a show that we made about the consequences of the tech takeover of the porn industry. So the butterfly effect, like the flap of the butterfly's wings, is this kid in Brussels called Fabian. who has Fascinating a, character, Fabian. So interesting. And his idea was to give the world free porn. That was his kind of brainwave. And he got so rich 
that he ended up with an aquarium with its own diver. Mm. Uh, you know, you know you're doing well when you get your own diver. But I love when you're like, how rich are you? He's like, I wouldn't say I was rich. So and how many like, cars have you got? Like yeah, 18. Exactly. And two McLarens. Okay, cool, you're rich. Yeah. <laughs> I like the sound of his pool that kind of self-filled oh. as he pressed a button. That yeah, sounded that's, amazing. that's very bond filling. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's definitely on the breadline. Yeah. So the way that Fabian got enough money is by 18 cars and a... <laughs> Diver, his own diver. <laughs> is it his own diver? Is well, he there all the time? I would be lying if I said it was his own diver. But he comes like he is comes it like, like how we would have maybe a cleaner like once a fortnight, once yeah, a week. Yeah, yeah, okay, right. But unlike you know, I mean, uh, your cleaner presumably doesn't put on a wetsuit and then dive into the, into the coral reef. You have not seen Alice's flat, believe me. I'm never there when she's there, but maybe that's why. Maybe yeah. that's why she likes me to vacate. Which makes you suspect that you know, at one point you get enough money that you just don't know what to do with it and that's yeah, when you, right. yeah exactly yeah, yeah that's when you get the diver <laughs> he's, he's definitely reached that point yeah. yeah um and where did his money come from it came from the pockets of an entire community of of porn people uh to explain uh Pornhub, which was his brainchild its business model was it was uh facilitating the illegal uploading of pirated porn mm. just checking have you heard of it boys Pornhub. <laughs> how, spell it, how do you spell that what i didn't realize was that all of those sites are run by him mm. that it's such a monopoly it's not just Pornhub, all of your favorite sites. <laughs> so you thought you were shopping it's around my favorites tab <laughs> i'll tell you where you can go if you if you have a sort of ethical imperative to not give fabian any more money oh, Oh, yes, please. X Hamsters. That's a free porn site that Fabian does not own. Oh, okay. That he owns. Is it still sold on content? Um, I'm sure. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My morality will only go so far. As long as it's free porn. Yeah. So we made this show which was all about tracing the consequences of Fabian's business plan. And some of the consequences you can imagine are kind of pretty mm. obvious. But what my producer Lena and I discovered was that there were these incredibly interesting, unexpected consequences. Mm. One of my favourites was the uh, custom porn. Yes. Well the, way, well, the reason why custom porn came into existence is because everything's keyword searchable now. Like in the old days, porn films would have titles like Belinda Blink. <laughs> <laughs> um, or Women of Influence, or The Billionaire's Blonde. Um, uh, Those were the days. They were the days. Uh, Mike Quasar, who's like one of the great porn directors, so he was the one who who made um, The Billionaire's Blonde and Women of Influence. Mm. And he was reminiscing about those golden days while we were on the set of Stepdaughter Cheerleader Orgy. Oh, of course, how did I forget Stepdaughter Cheerleader Orgy? God, that's a classic, isn't it? Yeah. And he explained that the reason why his films these days are all called Stepdaughter Cheerleader Orgy, or my stepfather, you know, likes inter- it's, but It's all keyword search. Yeah. Right. They've um, lost a bit of the poetry. Yes. Yeah, there's no creativity now. It's just literally sell, 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 or steal, steal, steal. Yeah. So what they do, what people like Matt Quasar have to do, it's like they have got no other option, is to see what the most searched for keywords are. Wow. And then make films that are based on those most searched for terms, like Stepdaughter, Cheerleader and Orgy. Um, (laughs) Particularly... PhD, feminist, confident. (laughs) (laughs) Particularly anything to do with any step stuff. Okay. Interesting. It's incest. Everybody other than us sitting around this table so it seems um are obsessed with incest porn that's like the most searched for 
porn, but they can't call it incest porn because, of course, that's illegal and gross. Um, so what they do is they call it stepdaughter cheerleader orgy. And in fact, when we were on the set of stepdaughter cheerleader orgy, like we were there for the dialogue scene and all these guys... <laughs> you were there for the story. Right? <laughs> and all these guys were like, um, oh, I like I like the look of your daughter. And then Mike from behind the camera was going, stepdaughter. <laughs> <laughs> through marriage <laughs> otherwise it's gross guys so I said to Mike so other people who are who just aren't keyword searchable who kind of slip through the net like if every, if you're kind of obsessed with everything being keyword searchable are there women who just can't get work because they're not keyword searchable and the answer yeah. is yes if you're not a teen and you're not a MILF you're fucked or indeed you're not <laughs> or not, <laughs> you're not yeah um if you're 25 it's kind of impossible to get work in porn because you're too old to be a teen and you're too young to be a milf so i said what what do people do then in those fallow years between teen and milf and the answer is um custom porn custom porn do you want to explain what well yeah the, your most famous example in the show is that uh, a guy in norway wanted his stamp collection burning and destroyed by some female porn stars right? yes he um he had 10 it turns out he had 10 books of stamps that he collected over a lifetime mm-hmm. and yeah he he makes the you know he commissions these bespoke porn films that are just for him of porn stars destroying his stamps first by grinding their high heels into them <laughs> and then by throwing them in the fire and then they all start chanting burn burn <laughs> believe that's niche i can't believe that that's custom surely there are loads of people want to watch that yes but what's so amazing about stamps man is that he uh has become this incredibly mysterious figure in the valley like like all of these bespoke porn people are all like you know have you had an email from stamps man so stamps man like alive in the whole bunch of people's lives one time i was with a bespoke porn woman and i said to her oh, have you ever you know did you ever get a guy um asking you to destroy his book of stamps and she looked at me and she said, are you stamps, man? Because <laughs> I wear glasses, right? <laughs> Sorry, we booked you because we thought you were stamps, man. If you're not, this whole process is just a waste of time. I feel like we could do like a custom porn for Belinda Blinked. I feel like there's yeah. definitely like recreating a scene through custom porn. We should email them. We actually got an email, Why didn't you we? Should... I can't confirm if it was from Pornhub. I think it was Pornhub. Are you sure? Asking us if they could make a Belinda Blinked sex scene with our permission. And what did you say? We, I don't think we ever replied. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. If you ever want to go for that, we can put, Lena and I can put you in touch with some great bespoke porn producers who would love that. Oh, my God. Really? I mean, would that be legitimising my dad a little bit too much, though, for his, his awful erotic to suddenly be an actual porn film? Do you I don't think, think this whole thing was that. just about getting a custom porn made? <laughs> Has he just done the script for a custom porn? It's basically like the biggest Kickstarter in the whole world. It's, it's just really creepy. Creatively done, Dad. Well done. We're on to you. Um, has anything else? Uh, you've listened to Belinda Blinks. Yes. I mean, the, you know, the, the thing that galvanised me the most by far was was about the kind of relationship between you and your father. And, mm. you know, the fact that you are having to grapple with mm. your father's inner life. <laughs> or a life that he wishes he had, uh, that never, uh, he is, never had. Is that, do you think that, do you think that's at the root of... The show's popularity. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's something about me discovering that my dad is more than just a father. You know, he is no longer this kind of cipher of a human being. He's a real person with desires and 
wants and passions. <laughs> Can um, I just say, I love that this is turning into a John Ronson documentary. <laughs> it's like, amazing. <laughs> um, and yeah, it is. Do you I think, think that's the reason? <laughs> <laughs> so I what think... was it in your childhood, Jamie? That, uh... <laughs> you've well, been, you've been Ronson. What was it? I have I've been well and truly Ronson. <laughs> I've never seen him actually answer this question. This is very exciting. No, it is interesting though, isn't it? Because... It, it's it's something that we don't ever talk about as a society when actually it's the most natural thing in the world. You don't want to be confronted by your parents' fantasies necessarily, but um, when you are, it does actually reveal quite a lot about them. Mm. And it, it's actually brought me and my dad way closer, actually. I, I don't know whether that's because we've told it through a podcast and the success of the show has been so exciting a, a journey to go on. But, um, or because your fantasies tally. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Shut at you. Um, we've got so much in common. <laughs> I have a pots and pans fetish too. Oh god. No, I don't I don't understand him, but I'm trying to. Right. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a paid advertisement from BetterHelp Online Therapy. Now, we don't always realise just how much our negative thoughts and experiences stick with us and weigh us down. You might find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings, that frustrating thing your mum does, or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get all of this off your chest. And I'm sorry about what I said last week, James. Um, Whether (laughs) it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. And that's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it. So your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mydad today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash mydad. Um, I'm really interested to, because you've obviously been on porn sets, mm. as you said, a dialogue scene. And I was just wondering if um, the dialogue of, what was it, Bad... Um, Stepdaughter, Cheerleader, Orgy, Bad Babysitters, Volume 2. Two. Um, was the dialogue in that as good as the dialogue that my dad writes? Um, could dad <laughs> actually write a good porno, or is my dad just so far away from the mark that it's embarrassing? I would say the latter. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> you <laughs> It you can't even fit into right. the algorithm porn. It does make me laugh because it's incredibly, obviously, <laughs> you know, it's incredibly complicated. It's very hard to keep up with the plot. Mm. It is not brilliantly written. <laughs> What's the last phrase I heard? Breast tit. Breast yeah, breast tits. tits yeah, yeah, they are definitely not a thing. Yeah. Uh, as you know, having been in the valley for so long. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Actually, we embedded ourselves mainly with Matt Quasar who's actually very funny and mm. he writes the dialogue the night before. And you can't tell. <laughs> Some of it's really good. He had a really good joke, which I think he might have nicked from The Simpsons, actually. But, but there, was a, 
There was a good joke when, when, we, were, when we were watching the filming of Amish Girls on Rumspringer Volume 2, um, which, by the way, he said he was surprised as anybody that there would be a call for a Volume 2, but <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said maybe Volume 1 uh, left too many unanswered questions. Right. Sorry, then, what, sorry what's it called? Uh, Amish Girls on Rumspringer. So for people who don't know, because obviously Amish is much more of an American thing than a British yeah. thing. So the Amish, as you know, are these, you know, mm. the carts and the beards mm. and the old-fashioned dress. But then when the kids are, what, 17 approximately, they go on this thing called Rumspringer. I apologise if any of your Amish listeners are... <laughs> Oh, getting annoyed for me getting things slightly wrong. But I can tell you it's only slightly wrong if it is wrong. Um, for a year... The Amish got... famously love podcasts, so it's fine. Right. Yeah. Well, the Rumspringer ones are listening to podcasts because the whole point about Rumspringer is that they go out into the world... Right. ...and they have sex and they party. Oh, oh. Yeah, and they, they go clubbing and they do whatever they want to do. And in that year, they decide whether or not to to, to, to continue to continue or not. Exactly. Oh, wow. um, and I think the Amish are pretty cool about it. And it's like if their kids decide, no, I'm I'm all about partying and sex. That the parents are like, oh, <laughs> and fine. having buttons and frills. Right. They're like, I just love these frilly collars. I can't go back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, yeah. So that's right. So Mike came up with the idea of having a porn film based on the Rumspringer experience. To be fair, very smart. That is brilliant. Because they're all, you know, because the the, the women are all dressed in like the Amish stuff and, you know, what's going underneath. The bonnets. People go wild for bonnets. What are they suppressing underneath those bonnets, Alice? (laughs) So one line of dialogue that he wrote was um, a guy knocks on the Amish girl's door and she says her dad, her father's not in. He's on the wagon. And the guy says, what? Is he trying to give up drinking? (laughs) And she says, no, he's actually on a wagon. (laughs) I thought that was a solid Amish line. So four out of ten, I'd say. Something that my dad would have written, but sure. (laughs) The Amish go wild for that, though. In, like, Amish circles, that's... Oh, that is wild. So there's an awkwardness to Blinda Blink that you don't see in the valley like in the valley everybody's very fine you know with with sex they don't feel the need to dress it up in any way it's all about this and quite slick I think whereas there's Uh sort of a lot of um well there's just a lot of times when they don't have sex like like he sometimes gets a bit carried away not not necessarily with the story but just like like you say with those kind of extraneous details whereas I feel like you kind of get down to business in porn, right? right. You don't, like people don't want to have to skip through 17 minutes of yeah. like back plot. Yeah, exactly. do they? And yeah. no one enjoys the dialogue. Like none of the actors <laughs> enjoy the dialogue scenes. Like, oh, really? They, yeah, no, they all want to just, you know, have the sex. Why do they still insist on the storylines? I mean, Mike's a dying breed in that, you know, he is making the porn that you'll watch in hotel rooms and that you'll buy on DVDs. And mm. of course, almost nobody watches porn in hotel rooms or on DVDs anymore. But in, 10 years ago, that's how, well, I guess 15 years ago, that's how everybody would watch porn. So Mike is basically making porn for a massively shrinking market. But, mm. but he's just holding on. He's just holding on. He just loves to write those scenes. Right. And is that because he is financed by the people that want those scenes? Because he knows it's all going to be stolen anyway. Yes. Uh, so it isn't really... And in- they bear that in mind. It's like, right. It's like just about... It's like there's just a tiny, razor-thin profit margin. That yeah. There's still enough hotels that will pay for it. There's still enough people who, for some insane reason that even Mike can't understand, will still go to a DVD store and buy a DVD, <laughs> porn well, DVD. We were on tour earlier this year and we were driving down the motorway and we saw a huge kind of 
it was like a big warehouse of porn. Do you like remember, a guys? Like a sex emporium, yeah. wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and right. it, it, it was just this at really... a service station. Quite, yeah, <laughs> at a service station. Quite, just quite a sad building with just loads and loads of DVDs of porn. We were like, who comes yeah. here and buys this stuff? But it was quite busy, they, actually. Right. And, but the DVDs weren't cheap. It was like five for a hundred pounds or something. Bloody yeah. Yeah. You know, I think I've just thought of another reason why they have the dialogue scenes. Oh. And I think it's because the other way Mike makes money is through softcore. So oh. I, and I'm, I'm sure there's certain markets in certain countries where softcore is okay, but hardcore isn't. And I reckon if you if it's softcore, then you just need to fill it up with something. Yeah. <laughs> so so, that, so the dialogue really helps, to, you know. Like those movies that they'd show on Channel 5 at like midnight. Right. In yeah. the late nineties, uh, which I never watched. But, um, <laughs> which no, yeah. Well, do you remember the old pink? You're probably too young to remember the pink triangles on Channel Four. Um, yeah, I am maybe. What's yeah. that? Well, when Channel Four first started, they would show you know risque erotic films or you know sort of transgressive films made by people like Ken Russell you know that kind of thing right. and, they, and they would have or, or like you know I know Corrida like those sort of art set porn art films mm. and they would have. T- pink triangles in the in the corner of the screen to basically warn people that there's about to be it's a comment yeah and um it was never straight out porn it was what when i started in journalism it's what editors used to call legit tit because um, <laughs> it's not like out and out porn it's like, you know, it's it's like yeah like national geographic is legit tit right. and uh yeah I always remember that bleak phrase from when I lived in Manchester. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but you wouldn't say it about a person. You wouldn't be like, oh, that's some legit tit walking past. That wasn't like a sort of like a, no. a way of saying like, that's a that's a highbrow lady with a great rack. That's some legit <laughs> She's tit. She's the marrying kind. <laughs> no, they would say that Japanese art film <laughs> that happens to have unsimulated sex, is that's legit Has tit. Has a bag load of <laughs> yeah. legit yeah. tit. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, Obviously, we we all here do porn podcasts, but is there a market for audio porn? Because I've heard of ASMR. Mm. Have you heard of ASMR? Yes. Is is there such a thing as audio porn? <laughs> audio only porn. Yeah, I think. Well, there's telephone porn. In oh, fact, yeah. I, I I know a lady who 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 does um, phone sex oh. for a living. So that works. Yeah. There must be a bit of story there. You've got to build up to that it's on the gotta phone. Got to be a bit right. I've become quite good friends with Monica Lewinsky, so I, I and I was listening to Slow. <laughs> All right. right. Well, I was listening to Slow Climb. Burn quite recently. It's and, fantastic. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and they, you know, Monica and Clinton had telephone sex. So obviously, audio sex is is a thing. Right. Yeah, because they keep bringing it up in Slow Burn, which is a fantastic podcast. If people haven't heard it, mm. but they talk. Yeah, they talk about having phone sex a lot, and they kind of say it in a bit of an offhand way, where they're like, and then they had some more phone sex. But I'm yeah. always like, what? What did they What's say going to on each there? Other? What are they yeah. saying? Yeah. But Absolutely. you know, so tell me. I, no, I don't know. I don't know. What I've discovered with Monica is that you are, you've got a very, like, you can't just blast her with questions about it. <laughs> Fair enough. Really, because like, people must never ask her about it. So, like. No, I tend to wait. I've known her for a few years and I like her very much. Um, but what I tend to do is is wait and if she brings it up herself, then I'll ask her. You get your notebook questions. out and you're like, I've got, yeah. I've got some questions. Press record. Yeah. What, what is the etiquette when you go and watch a porno being filmed? Because. If you go to the theatre and you see a play and you're not really that into it, mm. you obviously wait till the interval and then you maybe don't come back. I guess is I mean I've yeah. never done it, but if you if you were enjoying it so little that you wanted to leave, that's probably when you would go because a walkout feels rude. Yeah. So it's a walkout on a porn set. Is that not a bit of a snub? I, you know what? I think the opposite is true. Um, I've, I've never had this conversation with anybody, but my instinct, having been on I don't know how many porn sets I've been on, maybe 
eight, ten, something wow. like that. My instinct is that the less attention you pay, the better. I actually managed, ended up in, in a porn film. I was in public disgrace where I got too close to the, uh, to the action. <gasps> peering in, you see a bespectacled, tweedy journalist. No! Peering, yeah. You're peering in a porno! In. Yeah, I'm in public disgrace. And Which volume? <laughs> that I don't know, but I remember the name of the porn star. She was called Jodie Taylor. Um, and she was being, you know, it was like a gangbang in a bar. Sure. Um, I mean, you just drinking there. This was a happened to find yourself in that particular bar that night. Right. This was the very first porn film I ever went on. Um, so, how did you end up in it? I just got a little bit too close and <laughs> drifted into shot. So there was a moment when a tweedy, because I was wearing quite a quite a tweedy jacket. There was a tweedy, like owl-like, bespectacled journalist suddenly creeps into shot and writes things down in a notepad, which I can't help think is going to like spoil the erotic ambience for yeah. most people. Um, but a Tweedy journalist, that might be someone's thing. Well, that's what you would think. I mean, I, I think it would be a niche quirk, but, you know, it'll be someone out there. much work at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to make a whole movie on the spectacled owl-like right. journalists. I tell you, my big memory of that night, though, was just how late the filming went on for. It was like 2am and, and I was just standing there thinking, please ejaculate so I can go to sleep. <laughs> Uh, you sound like Belinda. <laughs> is that your main objection? You're like, I could work in porn, but it's such late night. Yeah, which is why Mike Quasar, who 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 we embedded ourselves with, it was such a blessing because he shoots during the day. He's not interested in late nights. He just wants to like get in. He is so sick of watching people have sex. I mean, that's all he's done since the nineties is watch wow. people have sex. And he is he I've never known somebody to hate sex um and yeah so he just wants to get in shoot her he doesn't want to keep himself or anybody else waiting for any longer than they have to he does like four scenes a day um pretty much i believe like five or six days a week yeah mike quasar will be what will be filming somebody have sex now um you know whatever time anybody listens to this (laughs) that's gonna be true (laughs) that's an evergreen comment right there yeah it really is the audience had to improvise in public disgrace because the the narrative was more simpler than than your dad's narratives right okay basically (laughs) wow that's saying something yeah a woman is pulled into a bar by the dominatrix princess donna sure yeah donna (laughs) and um the, the the people in the bar have to act surprised like, oh, my God, what's going on? <laughs> and then when they're into it, they were supposed to, like, call things out. The audience was full of hipsters. Like, for some reason, they ended up getting a whole bunch of hipsters for the crowd. Oh. Uh, and, and, and then you, obviously. <laughs> yeah, that was like the dog tweedy. <laughs> and um, my big, my great memory of it was everybody was, like, trying to help out by, like, shouting things out that would be helpful. <laughs> but none of them were very good. And at one point, somebody shouted out, because um, they were trying to, like, humiliate the woman. And so somebody shouted out, put ice on her tooth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so embarrassed. (laughs) Put ice on her tooth. I mean, you've got to like credit him for giving it a try. I mean, just go with an ad lib. Just try it. But I didn't try. I didn't do anything like that. (laughs) I just crept into shot to get a closer look. Do you think it made it in? put ice on her tooth I know that I made I made it in because I know that for sure because I asked Twitter whether like has anybody 
ever watched Public Disgrace and had seen me in it. And somebody like within 10 minutes sent me screenshots of myself. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm, so I'm definitely in so it. So were you like with, with family ronson? Were you like, gather round, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy's on screen. Daddy's in a porno. Yeah. Um, I feel like the searches are going to go up for that now. People are going to find that. Right. Comment on it. With something Belinda Blinked related. Yes. Please. Exactly. Please. Please. So, yeah, the hints are Princess Donna, Jodie Taylor, Public Disgrace. <laughs> John Ronson. You know what to do. <laughs> John Ronson. You know what to do. John, thank you so, so much for coming and imparting all your knowledge about porn. We feel much more learned now, I think. <laughs> no, thank you. This has been like an honour and I'm glad it feels like the time I first met Louis Theroux. Because <laughs> we were like these two distant people that were constantly being compared to each other. Yeah. So it's like that all over again. We're brethren. We are. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.